Hey, what up? It is Eric. It is our second episode for the month of February as we continue to celebrate Black History Month with the help of McDonald's, who has put this whole thing together. And this, like I said in the first episode, which you guys have been consuming a lot, and I appreciate that. So uh, the support is welcome. The help we've gotten from McDonald's and, of course, M Live has been invaluable to put these stories out and put these stories together. So I want to, again, just say a shout out to McDonald's. We've got two more episodes this month as we celebrate Black History Month. I hope you enjoy them. But for today, we're going to be talking to Willie the Kid, brother of La the Dark Man. Uh, he's going to talk all about kind of how music in his house inspired him, how getting involved in hip-hop led to getting involved in school and excelling at school, getting involved in getting his master's, then starting a clothing line, then starting a movie, and so forth and so on, and how all of those things are kind of centered around music and the culture of hip-hop. It is an amazing talk with an amazing man. Willie and I have been friends for a long, long time, so I was very excited to get him as part of this podcast. So this, without further ado, the second episode for the month of February brought to you by McDonald's. It is the Incredible Hulk Podcast. of my personality that I can't control. Don't make me angry. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. The Incredible Halt Podcast. Now might be a really good time for me to get angry. That's my secret. I'm always angry. All raised on television to believe that one day we'd all be millionaires and movie gods and rock stars. But we won't. The Incredible Halt. Besides, nobody's getting hurt. Podcast. Maybe if I can control it, I can use it. Hear the music. All right, super excited for episode number two. One of my dear friends, Willie the Kid, is on the phone from Atlanta. Willie, how are you? Yeah, doing well, doing well. What's happening? Uh, nothing, man. So for, for people who don't know you as well as I do, kind of give me your trajectory. Because one of the things that I've, I've always admired about you is, you're, A, you clearly are somebody who doesn't sleep. And B, right. <laughs> you, know, you were bit fairly early by the hip-hop bug and then blew up into somebody who is always trying other pieces of art and seemingly doing very well with that. So can you start yes, with sir, like, yes, you know, what, you know, what were the first records you were listening to where you thought, yeah, I want to do this. And then how did you get to where you are today, which is launching a clothing line, you're doing movies, you're still making music, like, and you're in Atlanta coming back and forth between Grand Rapids and Atlanta. Like walk me through that whole history. Sure, sure. Just I, I gave you the short version, of course. But um, yeah, we just, <laughs> growing up in Grand Rapids, man. Um, just just being a just being an avid fan of hip hop music. Uh, like my father was one of like one of the first record record collectors I knew. He had tons of vinyl in the house. Uh, we weren't like never really into sports and 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 fixing cars. That wasn't really our thing. Our thing was music. So I grew up in a musical home musical influence and at the time we're talking like in the 80s like hip-hop was just really thriving you know it was growing so you know you got your run dmcs and your, and your ll cool j's to take it all the way old school but as i got a little bit older i you know grafted on to you know things in the 90s wu-tang clan and and, and, and nas and mob deep and <clears throat> snoop dogg and these artists that became really influential in my life and then like my older brother went and he signed the record deal was working closely with the wu-tang clan which inspired me to, you know, take it to a whole another level. It's like, not only am I a fan of the music, but now I know I can also do this thing. You know what I'm saying? So I always wrote music, always was rapping, was always really into the culture. You know, people know me in the, in the town before I became a professional musician. People can vouch for me in that city, anywhere. Whoever knew me from a kid to today knew that music was always my thing. You know what I'm saying? So I couldn't be a musician and a musician only, so I had to go to college and, and, and pursue a degree for... Uh, if I, so, I got something to back to fall back on 
because at the time when I wanted to pursue music early in, early in the, in the business, a lot of people weren't really interested in doing that. Like it wasn't it wasn't a, it wasn't a path or a common <laughs> right. uh, route right. to take. You know what I mean yes. to do yeah. that. Like it was like you're dreaming. You know what I'm saying? And, and they were right. I was dreaming. You know what I'm saying? But in order to accommodate the quote unquote you know you know uh, safe path, the safe route. I you know went to college, you know what I'm saying, and I went down to Atlanta, went to Clark Atlanta University, got a degree in communications, graduated with honors, the whole shebang, and um eventually went on to get my MBA, uh and I said well I'm, I'm make sure I keep my business intact no matter what it is I do because again I'm walking this shaky path with music you never know what happens. Uh, eventually signed the major recording deal with Warner Brothers, released out some projects with the affiliates DJ Drama, Don Cannon. And we did really well. Went around the world from Europe to Asia, all around the United States. I mean, I had a blast. You know what I'm saying? Did my thing and caught a name out for myself. From that, I went independent and released my own projects. You can find them now anywhere on digital formats, iTunes, Google Play, Amazon, Spotify. They're everywhere now. And um, basically just took control of my business, took control of my, my artistic expression, took control of all the freedoms we spoke before the interview started. Uh, the quality of life you know, became really important. We do a lot of business, we do a lot of art, but I want to make sure that work-life balance is always intact. So I knew the way, to, the key to that was to control my business. So I started controlling more of what I did and what more I put out, and we eventually went on. We did a film in Grand Rapids, which did really, really well. Um, called The Fly, myself, Scott Erickson, Kevin Bozinski, uh, John Burrow. These are all Grand Rapids people. We all came together and we, you know, did an exceptional job with that. Shout out to my people there. And um, recently, myself and my partner, Jonathan Jokes, we released a clothing line called GRUSA. And that stands for Grand Rapids USA. It's basically our effort to put Grand Rapids on the map, just to put it that direct. Um, I remember growing up, everybody wearing Detroit Tiger hats, which is cool. I'm, I'm a big Detroit fan myself. But how about going to the store and buying a Grand Rapids hat? You right, know what I'm saying? Right. Like, how about being able to wear something with Grand Rapids on it? That looks cool. Like, we've seen merch before, but I don't think it was ever targeted toward the quote-unquote cool people. You know what I'm saying? Sure. And I don't, it doesn't mean if you're black, white, Hispanic, male, female. That doesn't matter because we're all from Grand Rapids. I think that's the main thing that bonds us together is that we're all, we all have a love and appreciation for our town. So we put the USA behind GR. To let everybody know that you know, like, 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 we're a hot thing too. We're a commodity too. We're big too. You know what I'm saying? So, pride is important. Uh, uh, diversity is important. Leadership is important, and unity is important as well. So that's what we stand for, with GRUSA. But yeah, like you were saying entrepreneurship, man, and, and, and art, merging the two together to you know carve my way. So Willie, let's go. Let's go back a couple steps because you know you said some really interesting stuff. You know, and first and foremost is that your house was a, a music house. You know, at mm-hmm. what point did you and your brother kind of know that that stuff was going to happen? Right, your your brother yeah. gets affiliated with the Wu Tang Clan. You get signed to Warner Brothers. Like, what is your what is your dad doing that's fostering that sort of? I wouldn't say ego. I would barely even say moxie because I've known you for 20 years and you've been right. so down to earth. And like, those are not ways I would describe you, but you sort of have to have that, that self-awareness and that, that moxie and that ego to go for this. So what was happening in your household to a keep you grounded 
and B, keep you limitless and go, well, I, I, you know, your brother goes, I can get hooked up with the Wu-Tang Clan and you go, I yeah. can get signed to Warner Brothers. I uh-huh. can start a clothing line. I can make a movie. <laughs> like, what was going on in the household at that point? Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, thank God, man. It's, it's, it's hereditary. It's, it's, it runs in my family that we would not be bounded by anything. We would not be, we would take no for an answer. Like, there's no limits. Like, you see things happen to people, you say, yeah, that's him. That won't be me. Well, you know, I'm like, get my chance. I'm going to, you know, X, Y, Z. You know what I'm saying? Like, right, a lot of people right. let the things around them influence their mentality, influence their confidence, and influence their, their, their vision, basically. I was always in a space where I was like, yo, nobody's going to tell me anything. I'm going to do everything I want to do. It doesn't matter. I don't care if you've never heard of it before. I don't care if there's no blueprint for it. I'm going to do whatever I want to do. And I, and I made that, I made that like, I made that like my, 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 my motto to live by. I'm going to do it my way and I'm going to do what I want to do. Now, is that expensive? Yes, it is. A lot of sacrifice, a lot of hard work, a lot of disappointments, a lot of setbacks, a lot of, you know, it, it, you got to pay for that. You know what I'm saying? It's, but it's something that I knew when I was young that all of this hard work, all of these obstacles, all of these things in front of me are put here for a reason. And if I arrange them properly and make the proper decisions, I can be who I want to be and do what I want to do. You know what I'm saying? That It sounds cliche, but that's I'm telling you, that's an actual fact. And the hardest part is digesting and processing and embracing that mentality. You know what I mean? So growing up, my parents, you know, my brother, everybody around me, they always like cushioned me, in the, so to speak, to be able to do whatever I want to do. So it's like, yo, what you want to do is if you want to go, if you want to go from A to B, Make sure you cover ground between the two. And they gave me what I need, whether it was the advice or the support or the resources to get from A to B. And I think one thing that, speaking to the youth here for a quick second, one thing I think is like almost unfair, but it's a reality, is that when you're dealing with what you want to do, what you want to be when you grow up, all those things, they ask you at a very young age. They ask you that like in, in, in elementary school. You don't know what you want to be when you grow up right now. It sounds cool right now. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Like you you like you're eight years old. Like you don't like the whole world is still in front of you. Your whole life is still in front of you. You have no idea what it is you want to be when you grow up. It's good to imagine and have dreams and what you think it may be right now, but not until you grow up, not until you see life where you really, really realize what it is you really want to do. And just to speak just to, the, the flip side of that is Making sure no matter what, you, it is something that you want to do. It is something you're dreaming about. It is something that you hold important. You have to have something because that's that will be your roadmap to getting to where you want to be. And it will actually be the things, the things you go through on your way there will be the things that will help you get to where you're ultimately supposed to be in your life. So I think just being aware, man, always having a vision and always having the confidence and the support to pursue things I was confident about. What's going on in my environment to help me get to where I am today? So the the which segues me into the next question. So when you were talking about, you know, I'm going to be an artist, I'm going to do this thing, but I got this backup plan. I'm going to go down to Atlanta and I'm going to go to college. Right? It sounds like that's a throwaway comment, except that misses the part where you're like, yeah, but I'm also going to get an MBA. Like, what about <laughs> what about school made you want to go further than you had to to have a backup plan? Um, good, great question. Great question. School always had a knack for school. I love school, man. Like like elementary, middle school, high school. I loved it. From getting dressed in the morning, uh, talking to the girls, studying, <laughs> learning information I didn't know about, challenging all my teachers, arguing with my teachers. Like yeah, I loved it. I love school. I always had a knack for it. I always loved going to school. I was one of those kids in class where the teachers say, "Anybody but Willie." Do you know the answer to number three? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like I was one of those kids. Like you know, when I raise my hand, the whole class would go, "Ugh." 
because they know I'm about to go on a rent. Like, you know, it's like I was one of those kids. So I always loved school. And I figured that school would be a tool that I could definitely use. It's, it's a weapon, having an education. But one thing I didn't know was the experiences that you go through in college would be the things that make everything else you want to do make a lot of sense, whether it's education, academic related or not. You know what I'm saying? Yep. The people I met that pers- that propelled my music career were people I went to school with in college. Had I not went to Atlanta to go to college, I would have never met DJ Drama and Don Cannon and did these amazing things with Lil Wayne and T.I. and all these people. I never would have did all of that if I didn't go to college. You know what I'm saying? So I knew there was some value. I knew it was a, it, it was a jewel to go to school. Now, as far as getting an MBA is concerned, I knew my next step to go along and supplement my music career was to do some legitimate business. And I knew talking to certain people, whether it be a business partner, whether it be an investor, whether it be whoever it may be, uh, whoever I need to speak to. If I, if I come into a door, I'll come into a meeting, they're going to say, oh, you're a rapper with some money. You just want to, you know, be a rapper. You know what I mean? Right. I knew going to get an NBA would validate my claim as a businessman. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Did, and, you, did you find, because when I got my master's, I found that, like, that was so much easier than actual college. It was sort of embarrassing. Did you find it was same... embarrassing? Yeah, it was emb- a, a lot. A lot of reading and writing, which is just literary stuff. You know, right, reading a lot and, and writing responses to what you read. You know, what I mean, like if, if, the only thing about getting a master's that was consuming was the time. It was time consuming, sure. but it, it it wasn't difficult at all. But at the same time, I was a little bit older, so I was able to be, you know, I was able to, to arrange things to pursue it a little bit more easier. I would say. Um, it, it it was just definitely something that I knew if I do that, it'll put a bow tie on my on my portfolio as far as validation is concerned. And to me, and and I don't want to never speak against school, but there's a million ways to be successful, and some of those may not include school. Everybody don't have to take that route. But I'm just saying, for me, it was a natural course of action for me to go ahead and do that. You know what I mean? So it was just a good supplement to everything else I had going. Willie the Kid joining us as we are celebrating Black History Month, talking about hip-hop and its importance in culture. And so, you know, when we kind of land there, Willie, you know, I want to ask you, as an artist in this game, what are some of the things that you're listening to right now that you're really into? And, you know, if if somebody, let's pretend that it's possible in 2017 to not really have a grasp on what hip-hop is doing to culture. Mm-hmm. Where mm-hmm. So let's start, A, with what you're listening to right now and morph into, B, where should somebody start if they want to get interested in this art form? Sure. Great. Another great question. Um, right now, right now, I'm, I'm talking about like, this thing got nothing to do with how I feel, how sure. I should feel. But right now, if you want to know the true pulse of hip hop music, I would say a group like Migos, like they're, yep. those three brothers, they really reflect the current temperature, tone and attitude of hip hop music right now. That's where it's at. Like that that that's where it's going. Anything other than that is valid as well, but that is like the sound of music right now, in my opinion. You know what I mean? It's fun, it's carefree, it's celebratory, uh it, it's 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 relative to what's going on with the young people. I think Migos is a good place to jump into if you want to know what's going on right now. Now, if you ask them where to start that's a loaded question. You know what I'm saying? Because but where would you like? See- where would you start though? Like, because I'm really interested in a, in a guy like you who's you know 
been doing this for a long time, got an early start being really into music. I mean, you this is that's how you and I connected, right? We were both sure. really into music and that makes it yes, really sir. it makes it really easy to be friends with people who are really into music. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But you clearly have a perspective like when we go I, when I talked to Shad in episode 1, when you watch Hip Hop Evolution on Netflix, there's a very clear story that that series is trying to tell and a very mm-hmm. clear direction it's going. Like this part of hip hop really wasn't our shining moment. Like these were the the <laughs> artists, right? Like these are the artists yeah. that you should focus on. And, and I'm I'm looking kind of like for you, what are those artists that you have to start with that should be a part of the collection? That for you, sure, you should know about. Yep, yep. You should definitely know who um, Rakim is. You should know who LL Cool J is. You should know who Run DMC is. You should know who Nas is. You should know who Jay-Z is. You should know who Tupac is. You should know who Biggie is. You should know who N.W.A. is. I can go on and on and on and on. (laughs) You should know who Outkast is. You should know who... Man, I could go on and on and on. I don't want to leave anybody out. You should know about the hip-hop entrepreneurs because that's really important. You should know who Puff Daddy is. You should know who Master P is. You should know, again, who Jay-Z is. You should know who Baby is. You should know who E-40 is. You should know who Too Short is. You should know who Luke Campbell is. You should know on and on and on and on. Like These are people who were able to transcend culture and make it make sense in the entrepreneurial spirit. I think that's the most important part about the people, the, the, the latter names I threw out there because hip-hop in its, in its entirety has always been about art, expression, attitude, you know, uh, almost like a, a, a journalistic take on things sure. because you're reporting what's yeah. going on around you. Like yep. a hip hop artist is a, is a journalist. And in that right alone, is, that makes it very important. But not only that, it, it's also like the voice and the forerunner of culture, period, period. I don't care what it is. You can take anything that's going on right now in popular culture and it has its roots somewhere in hip hop. I think hip hop is the it's the rawest expression. It's raw, it's untampered with. But you can't, at the same time, you gotta make sure you applaud and you can't ignore the fact that it's a big business as well. And I think when you start having people talking about what they like and what they don't like, I think a lot of that stuff is rooted heavy in the business. When you, when you start to see the business play into hip hop, right. that's when you start getting these opinions. You know what I'm saying? Like certain artists, oh, I don't like him. He's whack. Da, da, da. No, he was a good business move for somebody sure. else, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, it may not be the kind of music you like in hip-hop, but I'm going to tell you right now, you keep seeing this artist on TV, you keep hearing this artist on the radio, you get millions and millions and millions of hits on the internet, on YouTube, and thousands of followers on Instagram, and million followers on Instagram. All like the popularity of this artist who you can't stand He's a cash cow for someone else. Though, well, yeah, like on the I, business you know, side. I, I think the one you're referring to, or I would take from your inference, is a, <laughs> is a guy like Florida, right? He's not, you know, <laughs> and I'm being serious. Like you wouldn't look at him and go, "He's influential in hip hop." But I'll tell you what he did do, or someone around him did do. They right. knew that the way people were going to consume music was not going to be whole albums. It was going to be singles. singles so, yeah. so they made an artist that made a whole bunch of singles, right? So That's to right. your point, like, is he the best hip-hop artist ever? No. Right. Will he be in right. the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? No. But right. he's a businessman. He's a businessman. And, 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 and let's be clear for the record. I didn't say Flo Rider. <laughs> no, no, I know you didn't. But, like, when you're talking but, but, about but people yeah, that you, know, would, you could say would sure, be whack. I know exactly and, and, what you said, yeah. man. That's the type of artist I'm referring to. You get you get these purists 
who, if it doesn't, you know, vibrate in a certain way, you know, then this person isn't hip hop, this person isn't this, and he isn't that. I'm not going to down the artist because I understand sometimes you have people approaching the culture solely for business, you know what I'm saying? And you have some folks approaching the culture who are unaware about those things that intends that we all hold on to and they're just a, a piece in the grander scheme of things in terms of business. You know what I'm saying? Like remember back like early two thousands when ringtones were heavy, when yep. people started getting ringtones on their phone. Yep. A lot of artists came and made that type of music that they were able to sell ringtones, you know, out of the songs. And behind, you know, those people were business persons making a lot of money from the people being in the forefront making that ringtone music. Even back then, I understood, oh, this is a business. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like going to a grocery store. You see high-end items. You see not-so-high-end items. Yep. It's a business. You yeah. know, it's a business. It's a business, you and know? So I don't a, get mad at that. There's not a lot of people right now missing D4L, if you know what I'm saying. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Rest in peace, shorty love. <laughs> but people right. really not, people not, they, you know, that stuff, it comes and goes. It's, it's, it's a fad, man. It comes and goes. It, it was a It was a smart business move for someone at the time. But you talking to me about hip hop, I'm gonna always talk about the art form first. That's sure. where I'm at. You know what I'm saying? But when we start talking about culture, you know, culture is loaded with dollar signs. There's money all over culture, especially these days. You know what I'm saying? Like Absolutely. people are selling and marketing and packaging and shipping and distributing everything. You know what I'm saying? And culture is not removed from that scenario. Culture is still involved in that too. I, th- I think, and it's the ironic thing is. The Migos' new album is called Culture. You see what I'm saying? Like, yep. that's why that's crazy because culture is all people are selling now. That's all they're selling. You get on and you and you, you get on front of you get on front of the camera, you get on the microphone, and all you're doing is you just you just like you're just exuding all this culture. That's all it is. That's how I feel. It's what I do. It's how I dress. It's how it's, I, I eat this food. I drink this drink. I go to this party. I drive this car. You know, I like this type of girl. You know, it's all culture. It's all culture. Absolutely. Willie, the kid is joining us. And, and Willie, so somebody's listening to this and, and, you know, inevitably in 2017, one of the things that the Internet has allowed us to do is everyone gets, uh, you know, a crack at what you and I knew back in the day that wasn't an easy uphill climb. Right. You couldn't. Have now, ain't YouTube, that something? You know, you, that's crazy. Right. So and like everybody, everybody can be an editor now. Right. So speak to those people. And like, you know, what would you tell them if if you were born? 10 years ago, right? And so you're you're coming into your teenage years when the internet is at full tilt. Mm-hmm. You know, what should they be looking for and how should they be acting as an artist and what should they be putting out there right now to kind of ensure that they can make this a career like you did? Sure, sure, sure. Another one thing for me, and I knew this and I forgot it and I remembered it again and then I locked in on it and I... It propelled me to levels that, I mean, helped me so much. Business, music, uh, family relations, everything. Like, it's it helped my life, period. Always, always be yourself, man. Just be yourself. Just be yourself. Whatever that may be, just be yourself. It sounds cliche, but it's like, like I tell people all the time, cliches are cliches for a reason. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I'm telling you. But be yourself, man. Like, you're gonna go through things in life. You're gonna go. You're gonna meet people. You're gonna you're gonna unmeet people. You know what I'm saying? You're gonna experience highs. You're gonna experience lows. You're gonna face challenges. You're gonna have a great time. It's gonna be a, a, a whirlwind of emotions. But the only thing that you can control is how you respond to things, and your response should always come from who you are, your experience, what you believe in. You know what I'm saying? And those are things that you need to be locked into, 
but only if you realize who you are and be just that person when you operate in your your life and in your business, you know, your personal life and your business. Be yourself, man, because no matter what, you're going to automatically be unique. You're going to automatically stand out. You're going to automatically be of value somewhere because you're just being yourself. I think the thing is, a lot of people, that like, like they hide their wealth and pursue someone else's wealth. You know what I'm saying? People do that a lot because you see somebody enjoying what's working for them, you tuck yours away and start chasing theirs. The moment you do that, you lose all your advantages. You lose all your, all your uniqueness. You lose everything you could have used to, to send yourself a lot further. Everybody can't wear the, the same shirt, the same hat, talk the same talk, walk the same walk. What may work for this person may not work for you, and vice versa. So don't ever get confused thinking you have to change who you are to obtain the success of what someone else is doing. Your own success is, is there for you. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's yours. It's going to be unique. It's going to be your own experience. It will have your own twist on it. It's going to have your own tears, your own sweat, your own blood, your own laughter, your own happiness is going to be surrounded in that. You got to make sure you know who you are and don't be ashamed of who you are and use that to make yourself stand out and go a lot further. Willie the Kid, as always, a pleasure, my friend. If people want to get at you, what's the best way to do that? Always, man, social media. You know, we're talking about, you know, just saying, Internet is the is, is is the thing, man. Now is the cell phone particularly, so you can reach me on the Instagram, uh, the Willie the Kid, um, Twitter, same thing, the Willie the Kid, and um, you know, check me out, iTunes, Title, Google Play, Amazon, Spotify, all the music's there for you, YouTube as well, all the videos are there, but definitely Instagram and Twitter, you can hit me up, and Facebook as well, you know, the Willie the Kid, check me out. And I just want to clarify, at no point in this interview did Willie the Kid say anything about Flo Rida that was all me. <laughs> no, it's all right. <laughs> all right, man. Have I just a... know, man, we, have, we do this interview right now. <laughs> in, the next, in the next headline on some on hip-hop blog, <laughs> Willie the Kid, this is Flo Rida. Come on, man. <laughs> well, when, hey, you, on, man. when you end up on Fader or something like that, know that that was because of me, and I apologize. Yeah, there's no problem. It's problem. After that, I got y'all a mixtape. He coming out with the mixtape right after that. You got to run with that with that popularity right there. All right, my friend. Have a great weekend. Yeah, you too, man. Thanks for your time, man. by McDonald's, and I cannot thank them enough. Uh, it's this sort of support that makes these podcasts possible. So if you're enjoying what's happening, make sure you shout out to McDonald's or go see them and say hi. But I just want to take one more shot to uh, circle back and say big, huge thanks to McDonald's for making this stuff possible all month long. Talking hip hop, talking black history month. Big thanks to McDonald's and M Live to Eric Hulkren. And this has been the Incredible Hulk podcast. <laughs>